Another auctioneer shows up and he starts selling houses. He starts reading off addresses and selling them for 40,000, 50,000, 60,000. And I look around and nobody is standing there. And I go like, whoa. So when I started auction in 2009 in California, there was three people at auction, hundreds of houses would sell. When I got put out of business in 2012, there was like three houses going to auction and like hundreds of people bidding. And I kept saying my mantra to God, if I ever get a second chance, I'm gonna do it again. And that moment I went, oh my God, Texas, 2015, this is my second chance. So the question is this, how do most agents succeed in today's competitive real estate market when all the successful agents are keeping the secrets to themselves? So that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I interview agents from all over the world. I ask them their tactics, and they share all of their secrets with me so we can give them to the world. I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Shelby Johnson. We are back for more. This is the last part of Aaron Amugastagi's absolutely insane journey through life. So buckle up, let's go. I mean, I spent like a year, year and a half now in that process, like went, went back to church, found like, found like God, found my mission, found like, okay, if I'm going to lose everything, like I, like, I can't believe I almost lost my family. I had all these moments where I said, man, if I ever had a chance to do things again, I would be way more generous with my money. I wouldn't waste it on all these other things. We realized the only thing that we didn't regret spending our money on was like uh, trips and vacations, right? Because we had those memories still. We regretted the fancy cars, the fancy sunglasses, all that stuff. We, were, we, we regretted the things that we bought. We just did not, we, the only thing we didn't regret was our experiences. So we came out of that going, if I ever get a second chance again, uh, we're going to focus on experiences over things. We're going to be way more generous. We're not going to take this new life for granted. And for about a year and a half in there, I struggled. And I would say maybe I was sulky and sad for maybe nine months. I was trying things. But then finally, I had a phone call with one of my buddies. And he goes, he asked, he's asking me to like loan him some money. And I go, dude, I am so sorry. But you don't real you don't, you don't know this. Because at that time, I still had the giant house that we were like Airbnb mm -hmm. to pay the rent and finding out different things. And I go, you don't know this. I actually went out of business last year. I lost all my money. I've gone to zero. Like the, um, I'm like, but don't worry. Don't feel bad for me because I know I'm just now waiting for my next moment. Like I've, I've learned my lesson. I'm through this. Like I'm just waiting for my next moment to happen. And when it does, like I'll be off to the races and, and I'm like kind of laughing and he's very confused. You know, you know, the that's jets, jets talking to me and he's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, no, don't worry. Like, I know that my next moment's going to happen. And so I think as an entrepreneur too, you go through enough cycles where then you realize that no matter what, you will find a way to make money. You'll find an opportunity. The, the trouble is being patient in the in-between and knowing that sometimes it takes a long time to become an overnight success again. And so the it's like waiting for those moments. Five or six Funny, months a later. Funny, a long time to be, yeah, sorry, no, go on. No, the uh, five or six months <laughs> later, I get a, a real estate agent send me a, Apartment for sale in Texas. Funny little part of my story in 2011, I bought a crappy DF level apartment complex in Colleen, Texas, um, you know, through a broker. Only time I'd ever been to Texas, it was horrible. I bought that, that was an asset that ended up helping me during that like crazy time. And, but didn't really think too much of it. It was, I, it was making a little bit of money most of the time, but because it was, a, it was such a low class asset, some months I lost money. Um, but I had this asset, I had this apartment, but what that helped is so she, the lady that was the, the agent on that, 
emailed me this other apartment that was for sale in the title report. And she said, we need to move fast. It's scheduled for auction next week. And it has the rent roll and some other stuff. I look at the title report and I go, Hey, it's scheduled for auction. I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. I tell Kalina, we're like at a camp camping trip. And I said, I'm going to fly to auction uh, down there. I'm going to try to buy this. We had a line of credit that was left because when things went bad, we paid off all of our, our lines of credit. And we had a little bit of money uh, available in this line of credit that really that my dad started and my mom was a co-signer on. I pull checks. I fly out to Texas. I'm totally afraid of flying. So I fly to like the closest airport. Instead of doing two flights, I do one that's direct and then I drive three hours so I don't have to get back on a second plane because I was totally sure I was going to die in a plane. I go to auction the and I'm standing there at auction and the person comes to sell this apartment and it comes out and I brought $325,000 in checks and the opening bid is $320,000. And I'm like, oh my gosh. The the lady goes to bid it, going once, going twice. Do you want to bid? And I freeze. And I say, no, I'm not going to bid. And I walk back and I turn around. And so what had happened was I had lost all my confidence. I had questioned, like, am I really good at auction or not? I must have missed something. If nobody's here buying this, like the, I can't afford to make another mistake. I can't afford this. So all the confidence that I had when I was the guy that flipped the most house in the world was gone. And I sat there like really like going like, I can't believe it. I called my wife. Hey, I didn't, it came to, did you get it? Well, it came out and I didn't bid on it. What do you mean you didn't bid on it? Like we couldn't even afford your Southwest flight that you did to go out there. What do you mean? I got cold feet. I got scared. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm probably crying a bit as I'm doing it. Hang up the phone, just sitting there going, man, that was a waste. Now I got to get back on a plane tonight. And then another auctioneer shows up. And he starts selling houses and he starts reading off addresses and selling them for 40,000, 50,000, 60,000. And I look around and nobody is standing there. And I go like, whoa. So when I started auction in 2009 in California, there was three people at auction, hundreds mm-hmm. of houses would sell. When I got put out of business in 2012, there was like three houses going to auction and like hundreds of people bidding. And I kept saying my mantra to God, if I ever get a second chance, I'm going to do it again. And that moment I went, oh my God. Texas 2015. This is my second chance. The, and I was going like, nobody is here. This is so crazy. I fly back home now excited auctions once a month in Texas. I'm like, I think I'm going to go try to do this this next month. Something else that happened when I went broke. Cause I said, man, I flipped thousands of houses and I'm broke and I lost all my money. I have nothing to show yeah. for it. That's a shame. Next. I said, if I would have just kept like a hundred of those houses, I'd have been set for life. So next time I was like, I'm going to do this a little bit different. I fly back to Texas the next month uh, because I've, you know, the funny thing, if you go to Texas, it's once a month. If you've been doing auctions for three years, you've gone to like 20. Well, if you've been going to auctions for a month in California, you've gone to 20. So I had way more experience than anybody else. I had the Mm -hmm. software that I built for the other scale and I was able to come out and start buying houses right away. Nobody was there. Really, really great deals. And the first few I flipped just because I needed money in the coffers. And then after that, I would come out. And I buy about 10 houses a month. I would flip a couple. So we'd have down payment and living money. And then the others we would convert to rentals and rent them out. So from like 2015 to 2020, I did that every month. I'd fly out, you know, buy houses, refinance them, come back. I'm raising my hand. Uh, where'd you get the money this time around? I know you have the the line of credit, but did you get more capital from or? Was yeah. It, so something else that happened. So after my second or third deal, I called JJ, who was the guy that I ran the other fund with. We had that flipping fund from 2009 to 2012. Remember, those investors had made a ton of money. When we shut it down in 2013, they were bummed. We were like, we can't <laughs> compete anymore. So, but we did it in like such a gracious way. The last year, I think investors probably did lose, some of the investors did lose money our last year as we were kind of b- bailing that out and shutting it out. 
but most of them didn't. And even the ones that, that did lose money at the end, like we, we were respectful. We weren't hiding. We answered every call. So when I called JJ, I said, Hey, I think we might have a second chance at this thing. Like, what have you been up to? And at that time he's like marketing to people like for like attorney, but all sorts of different stuff. But he was like scrambling to it. It had been a couple, a few years since we had done something. And he goes, I think I can get some money. And so the, uh, I said, I think we get another chance again. Here's my play. I want it to be rentals this time instead. Uh, it's a lot safer. Uh, we don't have to worry about the ups and downs of it. So the, so yes. So he's able to recall the people that we did stuff with from 2009, 2012. Perfect. That helped. I was doing more of it with my money this time too. Like, like as I would flip some of the houses, it was just smarter of instead of making a hundred thousand dollars and spending a hundred thousand dollars on life expenses, I could make a hundred thousand dollars and invest 95,000 of it and be a lot more humble this time. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here, but don't worry. This one is only going to run for the next two or three episodes. I talk so much about the mastermind. It's one of my passions, getting everybody to come hang out in Austin where I get to meet you guys. Well, we just had it, you know, a few weeks ago and we decided for next year, we were going to do pre-sales. We're only selling 70 tickets total for the whole country. And that way we keep it nice and small where everybody meets everybody. And the end of it, it's like a big giant family. Well, we put out the pre-sales last week and in the, during the pre-sales, we sold more than 60 tickets. So there's less than 10 spots left. 10 spots left if you want to join us for the mastermind for next year. We're putting the date so far out there. You've got no excuses um, to be able to know that the date works. You can put it in your calendar now. And we also set up a payment plan for people to break it up into four easy payments. So if you're one of those people that have thought about going to the mastermind, have never pulled the trigger, now's the time. And it's for it's for March for next year. But you got to go sign up now if you want that spot. I don't like selling. I don't like advertising. So we figured we would knock it out quickly. We'd knock it out you know, this first couple weeks in April for next year. So instead of working on that, we're going to focus on value. If you do join the mastermind, you get to be a uh, join part of our private Facebook group where we do monthly zoom calls, where we do tactics on those calls. They're really small. There's like, you know, between 10 and 20 people on those. So you get to ask lots of questions and learn from experts. So if you are interested in signing up, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind real estate rockstars network.com forward slash mastermind go lock in your ticket we have less than 10 spots left you can break it up into four payments so that way it is much easier to to be sure to join and i promise you it is the least expensive mastermind out there for the type of stuff that we're doing you know the go abundance masterminds that i talk about that i'm a part of cost five times what we do for this and i try to deliver twice as much value all right back to the podcast Man, all the lessons learned over time to turn into the perfect storm. To turn into the perfect storm. And then <laughs> and then we bought a gazillion houses, right? Yeah. During a time, I said, prices will never go up in Texas. I just want something nice and easy. I don't want one of those roller coasters. I don't want any more roller coaster. So I'll hit all of these singles. Totally. Um, we started giving away a bunch more money. You know, There's periods of time we were giving away 20 to 30% of our income you know, to just to you know whoever needed it because that was one of the promises uh, that I made. We were going to do more experiences over things. In 2017, we pulled our kids out of school. We traveled the world. We started doing the homeschooling thing. We brought the fire. So all the promises that I made, we said, hey, we're going to do this. By the time 2020 hit, man, the uh, market had gone crazy, right? Everything that we bought had like doubled in value. Um, this bet that was a bunch of singles that was never supposed to pay off huge had paid off huge. And when at first, when like the market crashed and some of my other companies that I had bought along the way couldn't, weren't having the revenue anymore, and those rentals covered everything. I didn't have to worry when COVID hit because I said, it's fine. Like the, uh, it's fine because I don't need to do any more work. The rentals, the horizontal income 
is what's going to help me. And so again, that was the lesson that I'd learned in like 2012, 2013 was if I could just like delay my gratification, because it's hard when you're like, I could make 30 grand by flipping this house or I could make $100 a month by renting it. It's a hard totally. sale to do $100 a month to rent it because rentals totally. are that. They're $100 a month. They're not awesome cash yeah. flow. They're not like, you get fucking that no, because even when they're $100 a month cash flow on your, you know, analysis, it's, you know, the fridge goes out and you're wiped out of cash flow for an entire year. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like rent. Yeah. So I'm with Dude, you. I was like a year in <laughs> Shelby. Like, we had like 80 houses by that point and self-managing. And it was like, okay, I'm flying to Texas all the time. I'm no longer afraid of flying by the way, because now I've flown a gazillion miles, but it's like, yes. okay, I have like 80 houses. We're working really, yeah. but this, like, this is a lot of work, There's a lot of work. And our cash flow that we're splitting between like investors and JJ and I is like $8,000 a month. And I'm like, okay. Like the, so luckily I was still flipping some to like pay, but still being yeah. really big on investing 2020 hits. And we got to do what Blackstone did. We got to refinance everything and do cash out refinances. And we got to you know, pay back investors and we got big returns. And then something else that happened in kind of November, December of 2020 is if you guys, if a lot of people remember 2020, like from March to November was huge. Stuff was selling like crazy. All of a sudden it went from like two months of nothing to like really hot market. Everybody's wanting to buy the housing market's booming. But like in November, December, it had slowed down for a minute because a lot of people had said, okay, that was crazy. But now it's November, December. That was like a boom. That was a bubble. It's not going to happen anymore. Maybe stuff's going to correct. So lenders got really leery end of 2020. Investors got really leery end of 2020. And a lot of markets will start slowing down. And uh, and then we said, you know what? We think that we've actually got a lot of staying power. They did a, Somebody just asked me on Instagram, like, how did we know? Well, there was just the newer federal injection of money, right? And it looked like no matter what, the by Biden getting elected, the we knew that they were going to inj inject a lot more money into the system. Essentially, give a bunch of money away. We knew a bunch of money was going to be given away and that as a result, inflation was going to go crazy. And if inflation went, goes crazy and you can listen to my podcast back then, I was telling people inflation is about to go crazy. You want to buy as many assets as you can of anything, but real estate is the simplest because it's going to go crazy. So end of 2020, I, you know, I, I end up calling, calling a real estate agent. I said, we need to buy $40 million in properties in the next 90 days. I need you to send me everything on the market that was built from 1985 and newer. We're going to buy everything at auction and we're going to buy everything on MLS. That was the Blackstone Imagine model. Imagine being the agent getting that call. <laughs> Jimmy, Sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy, was at the, Jimmy was at the mastermind the uh, last month. The, that, who, that oh, agent. hell yeah. And yeah, and he was like, okay. Like, yeah, talk about a way to get someone's attention, <laughs> right? The, but so then that was the exact model that Blackstone put me out of business yeah. in in 2013. But I was like, that's the way we do it. And then I remember making fun of Blackstone for like going, hey, they didn't, they, ha they weren't doing all their workouts. They weren't making sure, um, you know, occupied people were moving out. What they did is they bought as many as they could for like a year, knowing that that was going to be limited time. And then once the prices went up, they would have time to go back and secure. We had the same mindset. So it was like, if something's a deal, buy everything, get everything under contract, buy everything yeah. that we possibly can that meets these parameters. And we're making offers. And then Jimmy also went to these developers in these neighborhoods that were like under construction. And at that time, it was January 2021. Builders were pretty nervous and lenders were, were nervous. So they um, they wouldn't release the next round of funding after slabs until they got it under contract. So we would go to these builders and say, hey, we'll buy your whole neighborhood. And there was one neighborhood with seven different builders. We bought every duplex they had in the neighborhood. 
and we sent them all proof of funds and their banker called me and said, Hey, Aaron, all of these builders sent me your proof of funds for these. So now I have to release the next stuff, but your proof of funds is only enough to cover one of these builders, seven houses. <laughs> it's not enough to cover the 70 houses. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, well, you're not even allowed to tell them that. Right. Like the, <laughs> I'm like, but we'll find a way. Essentially. We're like, yeah. I'm like, we got nine months left before these things close. Like you have to like, sorry, but that's not my problem to show you that. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to find a way, Mr. Banker. I have individual contracts with all these people. Banker has mm -hmm. to release their funds so they can finish building the projects. But so something that happened. So we were in escrow at 310 doors so between 280 and $310,000 duplex. Mm -hmm. um, by the time the house is finished nine months later, the duplex is finished nine months later, they're going for between 400 and 420,000. So we're now buying these. <laughs> We've got $120,000 in equity on every door at time of purchase. So we're able to get hundred percent financing. We're able to get cash out financing at purchase. That's tax free. And then getting yeah. all of these different assets. So that was, we used that move. And so we bought, so we doubled our door count in 2020. And, um, and part of the thing people were talking about, like, oh, I should have bought more houses in 2009. I've been trying to sh share with people on social media, like these different moments happen. And so that was a big moment. So 2020 was great. You know, I've been able to use a lot of these different lessons. I've been able to kind of change who I am uh, in, in, through the process. There's these really crazy pivots going on right now. If we're going to like fast forward to now, like last year, I started like building out big family offices for myself and like having lots of employees and people that would be like the CFOs and manage my assets. I started like investing in other people and like, you know, building, uh, I built a, a giant storage unit in Michigan. Some of the stuff I'm saying, maybe I've acted a little bit out of my shoes in the last year where like, Hey, mm -hmm. things have gone really, really well. Let's try a bunch of these other big investments, buying other companies and things like that. Most of them have gone pretty well, but when I didn't have that flip income during, you know, last year, I just, I did yeah. major layoffs in one of my companies this last November, December. And it was the lesson that I should have learned in 07, you know, from those other builders that I was working for is a lesson that I should have learned, um, you know, in 2013. And it was like redoing it this time. If I should have, I should have like cut expenses faster because I had nine months of really heavy expenses without income beyond my horizontal. I had all my horizontal. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So just for clarity's sake, to bring it back a little bit. So in 2015 to 20, I guess, 19, you were doing primarily the foreclosure, the auction flipping and acquisitions yep. in Texas through that time period. And then was that your primary focus at where, what other companies do you have going on at this time? Just so I can visualize what else is happening. You have property management, you have a construction company, um, and then you had a tech, you had a tech company. Yeah. I feel now I'm starting to feel bad for our listeners that we're all still here, but the, there's a lot of good stories uh, here, everyone. No, you're because <laughs> I, you're, I'm just curious. You're remind, no, know. you're reminding I'm, I'm feel bad that they're, that they're having to hear so much of me because, but you're reminding me of these stories that are important. Um, yeah. 2017 they, was my first time yeah. buying something different. So in 2016, I'm at my first GoBundance event. I just started like rebuilding my business. First time I was introduced to a mastermind of like learning how I could like do this with other people and not alone. That's a whole different chapter of stuff yeah. of like podcasts that we should talk about. Interview round two. Interview round two will be what that. happened to me <laughs> when I like from the time I joined that mastermind. But right around that time too, I was like, it was, things were going pretty good, right? I had bought like a hundred doors now. I was flipping some of them. Things were pretty good, but I was like, hey, I'm not making as much money as I thought. And I'm, and I'm working hard and I'm flying to Austin a bunch. And 
I was like saying a prayer in the shower and it was like, you need to, you know, tell these people about your software. So I was buying a list from a company called Roddy's. I was buying the foreclosure list. I jump out of the shower. I send an email saying, Hey, I have this great software that takes your data and makes it to like come to life. I would like to sell it to your customers. Go, cold email. They call me right away. Hey, we'd like to talk about this. We were actually just talking about something like this. I spent the next like four or five months building what I think is an app, like a white label app with them. That's going to be their app, my software to sell mm -hmm. to their customers. Like four months into that, the, we realized we're not going to be able to get a deal done. We were butting heads on, on some deal points. And I was thinking, I just spent $40,000 to try to build this app out. I'm like, God, why did you send me down this journey? Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Rivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown, I've used Line Desk, I've used Conversion, and I think follow-up boss gives you the most integrations mm -hmm. that are simple, and it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss, purely objective. Follow-up boss has been the best one that we've found. Now I've used follow-up boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Twenty seventeen, a year later, uh, the owner passes away. Guy that owns the company. Um, the he call. Uh, so it's, I get a call from somebody else that's work. That's that's like working for the owner's wife and says, hey, Aaron, um, I met you a year ago when you came out. I would like to talk to you. We would, we would like to talk to you about something. We'd like to talk to you about our company. Um, are you gonna be in Dallas anytime soon? I was like, I'm actually flying back to Sacramento tonight. I connect through Dallas. I'll be in Dallas airport for like two hours. And they go, okay, meet, meet us at the Dallas airport. 
And so I get there and there's a person holding my name. We, you know, we go to like the local hotel that's next to the airport. They have, we have like lunch, dinner, uh, a quick chat. And they said, Hey, would you be interested in buying the company? So the, um, George had always talked about you having the company someday. And I was like, remember, I'm yelling at the, I'm yelling at God. Why did you send me down this path yeah. in the shower? And that moment I'm like, oh, thank you. This is that moment. When 2013, when I get put out of business and there's hundreds of people bidding on those three houses, I was thinking the only guy winning right now is Sean who built foreclosure radar, the guy that owned all the software. So that was my first other purchase. I bought Ferrati's foreclosure listing service. And I bought that with this idea that it was the ultimate hedge. The, the thought that someday there will be hundreds of bidders at every auction. I won't be able to compete anymore. But when I do, they'll all be buying the list from me. So if there's lots right. of for, if there's lots of competition, I'll make money that way. If there's not, I'll make money buying houses. So I bought win win. Yeah. So I bought for, I bought uh, Roddy's foreclosure listing service. We started building that was my first time with software. We ended up buying um, Lead Propeller a couple of years later, which is a foreclosure, which is a website for investors uh, to build things. We bought this podcast that came with Rebus University you know, and the podcast that Pat had so graciously started because I started wanting to go down all these different routes of software. I have the property management company. They're the people that yeah. self-manage our stuff. Now, more recently, we're trying to buy some property management companies to see if we can buy a bunch of them, combine them and sell them um, and then different assets. So yeah, so for several of those, so for, for two of the years, it was just the real estate. And then 17 yeah. was when I started like really getting into software with the idea that maybe I could sell this for a bunch of money someday. Okay. So cool. Love to know all of that. And I know for the sake of time, I feel like um, right now with fast forwarding a little bit, you have all those companies still. And uh, really what I want to know is like, what are you focused on in the upcoming? You provide value to everyone on this podcast all the freaking time. So like, what are you working on that maybe, you know, they could find as a part of their business and help you create a win-win. So like what, yeah. yeah. Is that, is that a question? That's a question. <laughs> the, um, <Do> it. <laughs> you know, the, uh, we're having, a, we're having some fun right now. I had, you know, so October, November, I had one of those get sad moments again, where I had to do layoffs because it was like, I'd built this big team to do tons of flips and tons of renovations. But when the market changed, I had to start, when the interest rates changed, I had to walk away from developments I was trying to buy. It changed a lot of like the flips that we were doing. Our lines of credit went from 5% to 11 and 12%. So we were making a lot of money in a bunch of different things. I had to lay off and reset and go, okay, what am I going to spend my time doing? And just over the last couple yeah. months, we had a, a couple of things. The, um, we did our real estate rockstars mastermind, but it's amazing. it was amazing. Love it. Oh my God. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> but honestly, as yeah. we were going into it, I was thinking this, this is probably going to be the last one because like, I don't like having to sell things. I don't like having, yeah. and, and all of you listeners that had to listen to all the podcasts and all the ads and everything. I hate having to sell something. I love adding value. I hate having to convince people I'm going to add value. So I spent like two months, like really trying to market this thing because we had our commitments with our hotels and we made that commitment before the interest rates changed, before some people's markets changed. And, yeah. and so first I've spent a bunch of time selling tickets. And then once I sell them, then I have this fear of like, oh crap, now I better provide a bunch of value because people are paying to come see me and I convince them to. So I want to make sure that they like don't regret totally. it. So we got to have an awesome, awesome time doing that. The month prior to, I did this, um, I've been wanting to record a foreclosure course that essentially teaches people everything I know about buying foreclosures, same stuff as in my foreclosure book. And I wanted to record one online that I could essentially sell to my Roddy customers after they bought the list. Cause we still have a lot of subscribers in that business. And the week before we only have like 12 people signed up and I'm like, okay, that wasn't very good, but that's all I needed. 
That's, I just needed to have people showing up. So it would force me to write the course and do it. Day before though, something happens on our last email and we end up selling 40 tickets and we have like a waiting list and we're doing this in my office. And I'm like, I can't fit 40 chairs in my office. So we had to like go fix everything around, record it. Like that day we recorded a six hour course, had so much fun. And everybody was like, you could have charged us double and we'll come back next month. That was so great. So I got to have that event right before having mm -hmm. the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind and having, and having so much of that event. So I think the biggest exciting thing I want to transfer to now is, and then the other thing that I have going on is flips. Now, not a lot of flips. It's like the 2009 flip where right now there's a bunch of houses that are listed on the market at $500,000, a bunch of buyers that want to list at $400,000. Those, a lot of those houses are never going to trade um, because sellers want what they want before buyers want what they can afford. Buyers will give you all they can afford, but they just can't afford as much because the rates have doubled. So we tried an experiment two months ago and I had, a, I, I like recorded along the way. I'm going to go to auction. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to sell. I'm going to do the method I did back in 2009, 2010, where I'm going to put it on the market below market. I'm going to do it turnkey. I'm only going to focus on first time home buyers so they can do it with the least amount of money out of pocket and they can move in and it's move in ready. And we did that. And a week later, we got an offer on it. We're making profit on that one flip. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do some of those, but it's just going to be just me. Not with all my employees anymore, not with a big team anymore. I'm going to drive house. I'm going to go to auction the old-fashioned way. I'm going to reteach myself what I was doing before. I'm going to record it and try to share that as content so people can learn more about the foreclosure business. I'm going to do more of the local courses at my, at my office. The Real Estate Rockstars yeah. Mastermind has become an annual mastermind now that now we have our Facebook page and our, and our Zooms and other stuff. We have so much activity going on in there. So I'm going to have a few yeah. different masterminds. I'm going to have the, the Real Estate Rockstars one. I'm going to have the one for, I just finished designing this on my trip last week. I'm going to have one that's for people that are early on in their investment journey for like the courses where I'm actually just teaching tactics and then doing some monthly calls. I had to talk to people about it. And then I'm going to have my, uh, I'm going to call it like my investor collective, I think, max of like 15 people, people that are mm -hmm. experienced investors that have probably you know bought or sold at least 40 houses so far that are like already crushing it and they want to get together with like 14 other people that are crushing it and do yeah. those like every month. And that'll be a more expensive mastermind, more expensive type event where everybody is kind of uh, teaching. And so I'm excited about that stuff, you know, getting to do the mastermind and get to hang out with you and, and the people like it really lit me up and it changed me from going like, Hey, I don't think I can do, do another one of these events because of the amount of work that happens, you know, and cheer kudos to you and everybody else that was there because when everybody goes like, Dude, we have Jennifer, who I hope you're listening, who quit smoking at the event and hasn't been yeah. smoking since. We've got guys that say, dude, I'm, I get chills and teary-eyed. We have guys that are like, I'm going to talk to my wife better. We get people that are like, oh, I'm gonna, they're going to sign up to do an Ironman now uh, because of mm -hmm. our story. Like The goals that come out of that are just so wild. People show up thinking that we're only going to try to teach them how to do real estate. And they learn with just some major life changes. That like we're, It's literally like changing lives. Everybody's super excited about it and that pays off more than anything. So that's what I'm the most yes. excited about. I mean, I want my software company to be- So much. <laughs> yeah, like, I wanna sell no, my companies for a bunch of money someday. I, I still want the money stuff, but like th this, the interaction stuff is amazing. Yeah. Hey, real estate rock stars. We only have a few minutes left in this episode, but before we get to the grand finale, I just want to say, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, podcasts are obviously free. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast, but if you could pay one thing, if I could charge you one thing to listen to this podcast, what I would ask you to do is go, please make a review. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on YouTube 
or on Apple or Android, wherever you listen to podcasts and go give me a review of the podcast. I read them. I listen to them. I try to make adjustments. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a ton of bad reviews on the sound quality or the number of advertisements, things like that. And I've really tried to dial in to add value for all of you guys. So please, please, please go do a review. If you want to get a, a copy of the toolbox of the stuff that you know everybody that comes on the show, they give us some tactics. They give us something that we put in what we call our toolbox. And so to get that, you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com. When you get there, click on the, the toolbox and you get access to the free gift that every person that we interview on the episode provides. There's things like, you know, uh, listing tactics, how to do a presentation, you know, how to do a newsletter, all sorts of cool, fun stuff. And if you want to talk to me, go find me on Instagram at Aaron Amuchastegui. Ask me a question. I talk to so many of you guys on there. All right, back to the show. Thanks again for being a listener. Okay, so just to recap for the listeners, because Aaron is self-proclaimed, he does not like sales. What you can do to help him is <laughs> come to the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind. If you're inspired by Aaron, want to be around like-minded people and crush it in the world of real estate, share the podcast. Um, he is doing courses on foreclosures, investor masterminds, and stuff with his flip. So if any of those things interest you, literally reach out to him. You can reach out to me and I will help direct it. But guys, Aaron helps all the time with everyone. So help him as well. That's my little two cents. Shelby, the, okay. this, this has been fun. I mean, and we've gone, we've gone really, really long. I, if you would, maybe we have, maybe we've broken this up into two. If you would just share like maybe a couple, maybe just a couple minutes about like your story or our, our, our friendship or, like what, even just like, you can even start it from the moment of, so you're at this mastermind, um, that the really, like you came out last year because I asked you to speak at it, right? Like, I don't, you weren't necessarily a believer yet, but you were speaking at a lot of different things. You were, you were traveling to different things. You had been on the podcast, but you were, but like, I think you were probably like an, uh, a, a leery average fan of the podcast, but you liked speaking and were good at it. So I, so that's my take. I invite you to come speak at the mastermind. Yeah. What changed after that? I was a skeptic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was, yeah. Well, because, okay. So I'm a self proclaimed conference junkie. Like, I've been to Bear Pockets, to FinCon, to all of like the investor ones, a bunch of agent ones, as well as meetups. And so coming in, I was like, gosh, it's a first year. Like, I didn't even listen to the podcast. Like, at that time, Aaron, you and I weren't like bros. Like, we weren't friends yet. So I was like, you know, I'm excited to do it, but also like, we'll see what this is about. And like, no shit. And I said it at this past year, and I feel exactly the same. It's like, I have never been more impacted by a conference mastermind, not even close to the way that I feel when I leave Real Estate Rockstars consistently two years in a row. And I think it's the perfect storm. It's like, it attracts the right people, the perfect amount of like speakers, but also working on yourself. And it's small, you know, it's, I think this year we're capping at 70, which I think is a brilliant idea because I want to maintain the fact that by the time you leave, you know, every person there and you have built genuine relationships and you feel more energy and inspired and not alone on this island that real estate can be. And I just, um, and Aaron, like, seriously, you're one of the best humans I know, like consistently um, touch and care, like touch and care about everyone that you meet and you've changed so many lives. And I'm just really um, honored and thankful that you have become a legitimate friend 
through the masterminds, but also through that freaking Iron Man that you're still a psycho. I have no idea why you do these, <laughs> but it was the best ever. And I just thank you on behalf of myself, on the listeners and everyone who you consistently touch and care about. So thank you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty special the you know, the relationships that we've built from being in person, you and I, the other people that we've, that we've done some of the stuff with on these journeys. And then we really get to figure out what matters. You know, we have, we've all had, we all have these moments of like excitement and these moments of loss and getting anytime we get to figure out like what matters. I just think it's one of the, one, some of my, the funniest part was, you know, you see me, I say, anyone want to do a, an Ironman? And you're like, some psycho is going to say yes to this. Who would be the psycho that would say yes to Aaron right now? He's stupid. And then we're at like the bar on the last night. And you're like, that's really crazy. And I'm like, you could do it. I'm like, if you, I'm like, and you're like, is anyone going to sign up? I'm like, well, no. But if someone does, if anyone does sign up, I'll, I'll like host everybody for a couple of days at my house. We'll have everybody come out and we'll do like a two day boot camp. And that, the funny thing about like when you plant things in people's heads, well, like even for Jennifer quitting smoking and Matt saying he's going to do an Ironman now. And like, all you plant something in someone's head makes it like starts to challenge them. And then you reach out, you're like, okay, I've got four or five people that want to do it. Will you still do the training camp at your house? And Hey, we want to do the one in four or five months. And we just said yes to all these different things and have had such uh, a great time. I'm so glad that you guys were able to make it, even though you had said you weren't going to go to any conferences yet uh, in 2023. I, I was so glad I talked you into, to coming um, back out when, when you were there. And, so. Yeah. We've already signed up for next year and have a, a lot of people from the team uh, for the five pillars community who are also coming out. So, and we actually do have to, we have a, we have a uh, planning meeting for 2024 and five. Yeah. We have a planning meeting <laughs> about to start. So we're going to, we're going to cut this off with saying like, we go. don't like selling, but for the mastermind for next year, the reason uh, that I'll mention it now is we want to get this done early. We have 70 total spots available. We put the link out last week. 35 of the spots have been taken. We put it out to like the, by the time this comes out, we'll have sent the email to the people that attended previously. There's probably like 10 spots left for next year. If you're thinking about going to our, our mastermind, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com forward slash mastermind. We broke it up into have like four monthly payments instead, because one of the things that I know real estate agents struggle with is you don't want to commit to something a year from now if it's a thousand bucks. But what we've done, we broke it up into plans. So it's like you could pay once every three, 250 bucks once every three months just to lock in your spot as we figure out more. So yeah, I don't like selling. Hopefully you guys loved this value today. Reach out to Shelby on Instagram. Tell her how awesome uh, she was on here as a host. And, you know, I'll thanks. do my little closing before you do, but just real estate rock stars as always. Thanks for listening. Real estate rock stars as always. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Take it from the captain. I had to do mine too. She crushed okay. it. <laughs> okay, that's it. Bye. Thanks for letting me host. Thank you. Bye, Aaron. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>